Hi everyone, this is Rebecca Johnson at Reb Johnson Blog, the podcast, and I was reading in my Bible yesterday the anointing at Bethany in Matthew chapter 26, and the title of today's podcast is Waste Your Gift, Waste Your Gift. Uh, When I was reading this, I just felt the need to share what I was thinking in some ways or what God was revealing to me, what really stood out to me in the text. And I don't have a venue or anything of of who, what, or uh, a church that I'm preaching at in terms of this word, but I just felt the need to share it. And in light of a very busy schedule, I said, oh, I better share what I'm thinking now <laughs> before I move on in my Bible and before uh, move on to the next thing I need to do. So here's my moment in time to kind of just share with you my thoughts from looking at this piece in the Word. And I'll just read it to you and give you those thoughts and be out for the day. So Matthew 26, uh, verse 6, while Jesus was in Bethany at the house of Simon the leper, a woman approached him with an alabaster jar of very expensive perfume. She poured it on his head as he was reclining at the table. When the disciples saw it, they were indignant. Why this waste, they asked. This might have been sold for a great deal and given to the poor. Aware of this, Jesus said to them, Why are you bothering this woman? She has done a noble thing for me. You always have the poor with you, but you do not always have me. By pouring this perfume on my body, she has prepared me for burial. Truly, I tell you, wherever this gospel is proclaimed in the whole world, what she has done will also be told in memory of her. Then one of the twelve, the man called Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priests and said, What are you willing to give me if I hand him over to you? So they weighed out thirty pieces of silver for him. And from that time, he started looking for a good opportunity to betray him. And again, that's Matthew 26, verses 6 through 16. And when I was reading this, I was just really struck by it. I've heard this story many a times. And actually, it's interesting, maybe uh, about five years ago or so, I was at a conference and I was on a panel and we were talking about women in ministry. And the moderator asked me, how does a woman serve in ministry while not being serve in ministry alongside men without being crazy? And I saw the faces of the woman in the room who was like, "Who are you calling crazy?" And uh, I, I said, "I'm like, well, it's very interesting that you, as a man, are asking that question." And his face kind of was puzzled. And I said, you know, because when you look at the story of the woman at Bethany, the woman who anointed Jesus with perfume, she was seen as crazy. But Jesus affirmed the gift which she poured out onto him. And as a woman in ministry at times, some of the things that we do or the way that we approach ministry might seem crazy might seem wasteful. It might seem like it doesn't quite fit in with the norm that has been set. But that can't, especially for a woman in ministry, that can't uh, keep us from pouring out the gift that God has given us. And I will say that with the parameters of with respect to, to still 
the men that we're serving alongside, that not all men are trying to <laughs> oppress our gifts or anything like that. But there needs to be a respect, but also a space made available for women for us to be able to pour out the gifts that God has given us. Um, and the notes that I wrote in my Bible uh, yesterday were, Lord, let me pour out my gifts, my worship, my praise. And I'll just stop there. Um, the fact that she poured out this perfume over Jesus, I really see it as an act of worship. She saw him and adored him just the same way we sing to God, the same way that we bow down to him. This was an act of worship and adoration for the one that she saw as Messiah, the one she saw as King, the one who was worthy. It was her, her way of, in a singing sort of way, saying, you are worthy, Lord, you are worthy. But it didn't come from her lips. It came from her action of pouring out her praise in the form of this perfume. So Lord, let me pour out my gifts, my worship, my praise, my resources freely. As it was pointed out by... The men in the room, this was an expensive perfume. And this was something we don't know where she got it from. We don't know if it was a family heirloom. We don't know if she bought it herself from the market and saved for years to be able to get it. We don't know where it came from, but it was obvious when she pulled out this bottle that it was Prada, it was Gucci, it was something expensive that everyone recognized. And probably not just from the... From the label on the bottle, it was probably more from the actual smell that it left in the room. Because as we know, like a really expensive, good perfume, like the ones that cost $300, it just takes one drop for it to fill up the whole entire room. And so I prayed, Lord, let me pour out my gifts. Oh, my gifts. My gifts, so like my actual skills, but I'll get into that. My gifts, my worship, my praise, my resources freely. May it create a sweet aroma. And even if the smell is too strong for some, may I not be ashamed. Even if it is overwhelming, may I find affirmation in you alone, for the cost was worth it. Uh, I am a classic overthinker, I think, when it comes to my gifts sometimes. I think I'm an overthinker. Uh, <laughs> and I think... As a woman in ministry, sometimes I worry that, maybe not just as a woman, just in the way that God has created me, um, how do I put this? Uh, for me, I feel like one of my gifts is to look at what's going on in a ministry situation, to look at what's going on in any situation, and... I feel like I can see a lot. I, I'm very much an observer is what I'm trying to get at. Uh, I'm very much an observer. I can see possible outcomes, um, whether good or bad, based off of what people will do. I can see usually a lot of root of outcomes or if, somebody, if something goes down, um, some sort of drama happens. Usually I can figure out <laughs> through reasoning and observation what the root of it is. And a lot of people would call that wisdom and discernment in the, in the spiritual terms. And that would be one of my, my spiritual gifts, as they would call it. Um, 
which is why I get a lot of phone calls from friends or texts saying, hey, can I get your thoughts on this? Can I get your wisdom or your eyes or your ears on this? What do you think? But sometimes what I think (laughs) might not be what people want to hear or what they want to see. And that's when sometimes I feel like I I hold back on my gift. Um, Or sometimes in my preaching or teaching, I might say, ooh, that might be too harsh or that might be too true or too crazy. Or I have a very creative mind as well. Uh, So with that, like if you ask me an idea for something, uh, (laughs) Curtis will joke that with myself and uh, Pastor Virginia, the pastor I used to work with, that we were just idea machines and we could go for days. The visionary mind can keep going and going and going and going. And it is too much for people sometimes. We have to learn how to hold back or give people pieces of our ideas that are actually manageable and tangible. And like that, this woman, when she let out this expensive perfume into the room upon Jesus, I'm sure that the smell, the the whole situation might have seemed very overwhelming to the men and to the people that were in that room of, whew, that is expensive. That is a lot. That is just crazy. Uh, how How could this woman do this? And that they're just you know when you smell something like when a woman's put on too much perfume you're like wow that that is a lot a lot to take in my prayer is that even if the smell is too strong for some may i not be shamed or ashamed of my gift or what i have to give may i find affirmation in you lord god alone Because Jesus said, why are you bothering this woman? She has done a noble thing for me. You you always have the poor with you who she could have given this gift to. But you do not always have me. By pouring this perfume on my body, she has prepared me for burial. Jesus basically affirmed this woman and said that your gift is not too much. And in fact, I'm not always going to be here. You might as well pour it out while I am here. And I kind of want to have that attitude where I do want to be sensitive to the people around me. I do want to be sensitive to every situation. But when God asks of me to use my gifts, to do something big for the kingdom, to start a project and to finish it, to do whatever he has called me to do, I want to be ready to pour out my gift, pour out my skill, pour out my life pour out, waste my gift, even if the rest of the world says, excuse you, you should save some of that gift for the poor or for so-and-so or for a rainy day. Don't just pour it all out at once. I am going to give what God has called me to give in this moment. Even if it's all, even if it's a waste to you, my affirmation does not come from you. It comes from my God who is the one who will continue to pour into me so I can keep pouring out as well. The last part that I wrote in my uh, margins was, my gift cost me years of my life. My education cost my parents thousands of dollars. I had parents and and a grandparent who sewed into my education. Who am I to hold on to it tightly? It's time to pour out. My life, my gifts are too costly to put on a shelf. May I not be stingy with what you have given. 
So for each of us, we have certain gifts or skills that God has given us and certain gifts and skills that we have continued to develop, whether we have gone to school, whether we've gone into a trade, whether um, we've just used them through experience in life. And how stingy would it be of us? The, the, this gift that costs so much of our time, our resources. For me, I, I spent many years <laughs> getting my education in undergrad and a master's degree. How stingy would it be for me to say, okay, but now I'm going to retire my gift and it's something just for me. My education is something that I just put on a shelf. My education is just something that I have framed on my wall which actually it's not on my wall, it's in a folder. (laughs) I do have pride over my education, but obviously not that much pride. But my education is nothing if I don't use it for the sake of God and his kingdom, for the sake of being a world changer. My experiences in ministry, my experiences working with youth and kids and family, it is nothing if I don't continue to pour out, if I don't, if I, if I just kind of put those experiences as a photo on my Instagram, I'm just only me- remembering what I've done for myself versus taking what is costly, what has cost me so much time, energy, and money, and continuing to just pour it out, continuing to use it for God's kingdom. And you might not have years of experience or education in your gift. But it's still costly. It's still valuable. Priceless because God has given it to you. And who are you to keep it on a shelf for yourself? (laughs) On a shelf for yourself versus pouring it out for the God who is worth the cost of it. A couple of tiny little things I wrote in my notes, and I think I'm done here. Um, The woman, Jesus said, by by pouring this perfume on my body, she has prepared me for burial. And I think as a woman, this one really stood out to me this morning as I reread the text, um, that women we often have this special gift to change the atmosphere of a room. I know that's a huge like Pentecostal uh, <laughs> Pentecostal trigger word, the atmosphere. We must change the atmosphere of our situations, very T.D. Jakes, whatnot. But I, I, I believe in it and that women, we can take what is a dark situation, what is um, a dead situation, and really bring life to it. Uh, We can make something pretty. We can uh, change someone's mood with gentleness in our voice. We can also change the mood of the room based off of our own attitude in the opposite way as well. We have a lot of power in the mood and atmosphere of a room. And in this way, Jesus said, by pouring your perfume, by giving the gift Uh, that you have for me, you have prepared my body for burial. And that's spiritually what was going to happen to him, spiritually and physically. In that moment, it was really, I'm saying spiritual because it was kind of like a spiritual sign of what would happen, that Jesus was going to die and he was going to be buried. But the note that I wrote is we prepare others. We set the tone. We set the aroma. 
And as women, we can provide the sweetness, the light, and the comfort in times of darkness and death. That what she was doing was important because it was preparing the body of her Lord. And for us as women in ministry, a lot of times we have the power. I haven't really thought this completely through. I'm thinking a little bit out loud. But we really do have the power to prepare the room for people. To prepare the ministry setting for people. We have the power to to pray and bring a gentleness, a a certain aroma to the room, a sweetness of perfume, a a sweetness, a, a sense of comfort to a room. Jesus was about to die. I haven't thought this completely through, so I'm gonna, I think just leave it there and I might work that out for another word another time. But what we do in our gifts, it does prepare people for what's next for them to be able to use their gifts, to get a hint of who Jesus is. I'll flesh that out at a later time. Uh, I promise you this is the very last part that I wrote in my Bible here. Uh, By her willingness to pour out, she signaled how costly Jesus was and what great worth he is because he's worth it all. When she poured out that perfume, she was not just saying my perfume is costly. It wasn't about her gift. And that I think that's really important for those of us in ministry that when we use our gifts, it can't be about us. It, it can't be about, oh, look how costly my gift is. Look how much education I did to, or education I went through to be able to minister to you in this way. Um, it, it can't be about your title It can't be about your position as a pastor or a director or a leader. She was doing an act of service that pointed to how costly Jesus was, that he was worth all that she had to give. To the point that Judas Iscariot saw this, and it's interesting that the Bible tags this part of Judas's story to the end of hers, and then it immediately goes into the betrayal. Judas saw how costly Jesus was, and Then he went to the chief priest and said, what are you willing to give me if I hand him over to you? He saw that Jesus was worth a lot. He he didn't have it right that he was worth a lot in terms of, uh, in terms of his spiritual worth, in terms of his eternal life, in terms of his purpose. He, he saw in terms of, Ooh, Jesus is worth a lot of money, (laughs) but As ministers, we point to how costly, how worthy, how good God is when we use our gifts freely, when we're not stingy with it, when we pour out our life freely for God and pour out our gifts freely. If we don't get into sort of a humble pride where it's like, oh, I I don't want to pour out because I don't want others to see me. No, 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 (laughs) no. It's not about you, but when you pour out freely, when people see you use your gifts, it might seem crazy. It might be, you might think it's overwhelming and it might be overwhelming, but it's all to point to the overwhelming fact of how good God is and how much he is worthy and how much he deserves all glory, honor, and praise. Amen. Amen. So that's the podcast for today. Uh, waste, uh, waste your gift, 
waste your gift. And actually, there's a really cool song to to end this with. You should look it up um, by Kim Walker Smith uh, called Waste It All. I love this song. Um, it says, I'm going to waste it all on you. I want to pour my heart's perfume. I don't care if I'm called a fool. I'm going to waste it all on you. So look it up. It's it's my jam through many seasons of life. And here I'll just pray out and then pray you have an awesome day. So Lord, we just thank you for whoever is listening to this today. Um, and thank you for giving me the little bit of time to record this today. God, but ultimately we thank you that you are costly. You are worthy. You are just, you are God. You are Elohim, Adonai. Uh, Jehovah Jireh, Lord, you, uh, you are the God over everything. You are the giver of gifts. You are the giver of skills and talents and purpose. And may we use that purpose for you and pour it out freely without shame, without feeling like we're crazy. Well, even if we feel like we're crazy, may we do it anyway. May we waste our gift for you waste it on you, (laughs) knowing that you're going to keep pouring into us. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.